0: Hello and welcome to the Learn How to See Better podcast, the only podcast out there known to actually improve your vision the longer you listen. This is your host, Drew Davis, and I'm glad you've joined me here today. I can't wait to share some great information with you about how to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. So let's get right down to it, shall we? Hey everyone, it is Drew Davis and I want to welcome you back to the Learn How to See Better podcast. And uh, today's episode is going to be talking about two things, fear and paralysis. That was actually going to be the, the title of the episode, but I decided to change it for a little more effect. Fighting fear for freedom, I thought might be a little bit more empowering and put the positive spin on an otherwise negative topic. Who wants to talk about fear? Who wants to talk about paralysis, right? Uh, The last episode was talking about anxiety. Is this just going down a dreadful path? No, actually, it's uh, quite different than that. And as it pertains to the to the topic here of really learning how to see better, we want to understand fear and paralysis a little bit better. No different than anxiety. Why? Because the two are pretty related. Uh, what I found is in many situations where people are suffering from anxiety, there's there's actually a it actually expands into uh, grow into something a little bit even more dominant, uh, known as fear. Some will call it forget everything and run. That might be the letter that they choose for that first word. Um, but really the, the reality of it is, um, once you experience, uh, anxiety and very extreme levels, um, it it turns into fear it turns into something that can be actually paralyzing uh, to your actions you've all heard the the phrase uh, stuck like a a deer in the headlights right can you actually visualize that for a second you know you've seen it in the movies that the deer runs out in the middle of the road looks sees head lights and it's so scared it's literally frozen, cannot move, and you know how that scenario ends. Now that that is true fear. That's not necessarily anxiety and event. That's a moment of life or death instantly presented, and um, the fight or flight response kicks in. Uh, to, that's kind of built and coded into our uh, survival mechanisms, our DNA. But the term "frozen in fear," I think, is is quite apt uh, to describe what fear is like when it overtakes you, whether it's a real, a present, clear and present fear um, that, that can put put you in harm's way. Uh, then there's also the fear that we create in our minds um, that, that really has an impact that we have to be aware of. Because if we allow um, simple little things to Leave our minds encumbered by fear. We actually do us a great. We do ourselves a great disservice. And I found that in any instance where I've had to deal with fear, it's like the more energy you channel into that fear, the more paralyzed you become. I mean, it, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, when you when you pour you know fuel on the fire, what happens? The fire gets bigger. You've got to be able to choke it off in order to in over in order to um, in order to be able to overcome, and. It's key to recognize that not all fear is created equal. I mean, when you really step back and think about it, some of the things that you and I may be afraid of, literally afraid of, others may look at that scenario and say, what's the big idea, right? What would you possibly even think to be so worried about? Um, I think probably a, a fear that that most everyone is got etched into their DNA is, is the fear of leaving this earth, right? The fear of death, the fear of the life beyond and, and what happens then, right? But it's not a fear that really paralyzes us every day uh, because it's one of those fears that you, you only really have it affect you when you're thinking about it. It's so distant, so far off, so in the future. I mean, we all function on a day-to-day basis like we've got another 80, 90, 100 years to live, which is probably a good thing. Otherwise, if we were so... Um, Locked down by the thought of death, we would probably not even get out of bed in the morning. But look at other fears. Look at other fears, such as such as a fear of public speaking. That that's typically listed right up there with those public fears. uh, Sorry, with those uh, with those personal fears that people are paralyzed by. But I found in my experience, public speaking is actually pretty easy. I mean, typically the only time you're going to get up there and, and talk in front of a group or a crowd of people is when you're, you know you're the right one to be speaking. You've got the, the value add to speak to a group. So generally they you know, they don't you know, they don't call on the, you know, the dullest pencil in the box to go, you know, teach the class. So it's not really something people typically have to worry about. And I think the idea of how intimidating and fearful that could be is more so conjured in the mind, uh, based on people's views of their own status and how they might be perceived, right? You don't wanna be perceived as, as Unintelligent, so you don't want to go up there and say anything that sounds foolish. Um, but again, it goes back to if you're if you're prepared for the speech that you're giving, and if you're qualified to share the information, what would the fear be really driven from, right? The six P's: proper planning prevents, you know, pretty poor performance. But even in a uh, even if it's not a um, you know a very final situation like death, or it's not a very Unique scenario like public speaking, you know, if you've got a job that's, you know, very independent, you might not have to worry about that fear ever because it doesn't really come up in your in your day to day. But let's talk about the fear that could be associated with with uh, commitment, the fear of marriage, the fear of love, the fear of divorce. You know, um, I can say that I've had experiences in the past where you know the fear of being hurt in one relationship. Can, can be, um, you know, it's one of those things you, you, you can easily pull from pains of a past relationship and carry those into your current relationship if you're not careful. You know, oh, I don't want to be hurt again. So if you live with that fear in a current relationship and there might be, you know, lingering fear from past relationship, you are actually, in effect, poisoning or corrupting the ability for your current relationship to live and thrive at its best potential so i mean it's it's really kind of common sense but people don't look at it that way um they say oh well it's a protection mechanism i'm I'm doing this to to make sure i'm okay and i gotta take care of me first yeah but that's really driven by fear and that fear in this instance the fear of, of being hurt uh or being someone you know doing you wrong is going to paralyze your ability to love fully in your current or future relationship so you know some people some people carry that baggage and some people allow things to uh you know just kind of live and let die right um and to give a relationship the proper opportunity um the proper chance to to get to thrive in its full capacity you got to let go and and let go of the fear of being hurt again um you know I, i mean and and fine For the folks that can't relate to any of that, we've all got uh, some sort of career that we've been exposed to, and I can tell you, you know, one of the fears of job loss would be one of the most debilitating things that I would see in my colleagues when um, I was in corporate America. I can still remember instances where. I mean mind you I worked for a pretty big company with hundreds of thousands of people so you know laying off 5000 people 10000 people wasn't all that big of a deal for a company that size percentage wise it wasn't massive but it would generally come you know with the guillotine um, by by section or by division or by you know portion of the company that maybe wasn't hitting the say hitting the proper revenue targets and and people would start you know, to gossip at the rumor mill and say, oh, this this division's getting cut. The hardware division didn't do well. They're getting people cut. The, the, the software division didn't do well. They're getting people getting cut. And, and mind you, you know, these were a lot of um, very well-educated individuals and s- some instances people I looked up to. But you would get the rumor mill buzzing about heads getting chopped. And without fail, people would just start, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if, uh, 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 you know, what if it's me this time? And and I mean, oh my goodness, it it got to be the point where lucky for me, I was young enough that I became numb to it because it's like, look, if it's my time to go, okay, I'm doing the best I can with what I got and I'm putting a proud foot forward. So I'm not going to, you know, you know, sit there and, and stress and lose sleep over the idea that, that my number might get pulled out of a batch of. You know, for a block of ten thousand people, and that you know that my name's part of that ten thousand, I'm not gonna lose sleep over that. But I get it. Uh, You might have sole breadwinners that uh, you know their the livelihood of the family depends on, um, then not having any interruption in income. But even then those fears can be mitigated through proper preparation, you know, whether it's put together a little emergency plan, get your spending in check, live within your means, then learn to expand your means. Um, I mean, so many, you could come up with a side hustle. You could start saving money. You could, you could pawn things off. You could, um, you know, develop a better investment strategy. Like all of these things, again, could help to mitigate the fears that come with a lot of the life scenarios and that's where, you know, I sit there and think, you know, what are some of the different ways that we could learn how to see better? And it is identifying, you know, what's the source of the fear? What is the outcome? What's that worst case scenario that, that's going to happen? Okay, if you, if you, you know, you, you miss the train across town, you know, and then you blow the interview, okay, if, you know, is that going to make you not get the job? Um, you know, don't be so encumbered. By the idea of a bad situation happening, because to constantly operate in that state of fear is really going to paralyze you. It's going to make it so you don't pursue um, the job or the opportunity or the career or the business of your dreams. It's going to con- pers- it's going to continue to 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 block your ability to let love flow freely into your world. It's going to block your ability for you to tap into. Um, your true potential to to find your voice and to be able to speak to an audience that needs to hear what you have to say. And last but not least, it could even rob you of your life. And I don't mean the physical ability to have a a blinking eyes and breathing chest and a a beating heart, but living from the standpoint of living to your full potential, living a a true life of, of freedom and enjoyment, unencumbered by fear, and paralysis and anxiety and any of these negative things that can get you all spun up because a lot of it is the headspace we allow ourselves to occupy. And if you let, you know, stinking thinking and negative thoughts and fearful thoughts, you know, rent space in your head um, without paying the dues, it's you're really working against yourself. And I think that as we all become um, adults and go through multiple situations in our life where we've dealt with fear and the associated paralysis, I think that if we start to get to a point where we can actually learn to reflect on our lives and the different experiences we've had and then, you know, even begin that process of introspection where we really look deep and to understand, you know, what's eating Gilbert Grape, you know, what's got you all, you know, worked up and, and, and so worried, um, Because the fact of the matter is, I've even heard someone go as far as to say, worrying actually works. You know, seeming to indicate that worry is a great idea. And you might say, what in the world are you thinking about? Well, the reason worrying works is because 90% 90 of the things we worry about don't come true. So you could almost argue that if you worry, you know, you're doing the good thing for the thing you don't worry about, um, for the thing you worry about, because it's not going to come true. And I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but... Once we understand that fear is just, uh, a figment of our imagination and it's created in our own minds, that gives us the first step. Awareness is the first step towards change. Um, you know, taking, you know, some celebrity status and, and looking at it from that standpoint, you know, everyone's familiar with the great investor, Warren Buffett, right? And, um, He's not typically the guy that's all in front of the camera, you know, in the big public eye. And he was quoted as saying, you know, he took a Dale Carnegie course once. And he took the course because he was afraid of public speaking. And the reason for taking the course wasn't so he could stop his knees from shaking. He took the course so he could speak while his knees were shaking. And that is so significant because once an individual has the understanding that even if you're not completely able to stop fear dead in its tracks, you can at least be able to operate within the confines of of that fear-based mental state. You can function with the fear. Um, I think this is very impressive when we see um, our military personnel, servicemen and women that fight for our country, um, you know, just because you've chosen to fight and stand up and honor your country and do the noble thing doesn't mean that you are without fear. We salute these individuals because of their courage, their bravery. They're able to operate with fear. They're trained to operate um, while in a, in a fearful scenario, you know, hand-to-hand combat, land-to-air, air to sea. you know, all these different scenarios from the, from the different branches of military where, where there's, you know, life on the line and where mistakes cost lives and um, where your, your actions directly translate into outcomes that can be life or death. Um, but these individuals are functioning with fear, and, but they're actually courageous and brave because of their ability to function with fear. Um, and that's why we, we look up to uh, our service personnel um, with such high respect and honor. And for even those in the, the civilian space, I mean, you see, um, you know, a young couple um, that's falling in love, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, that's another great example of more often than not, people operating in the face of fear, right? You're feeling something strong emotionally for someone else for the first time. It's so new. It feels foreign. You're not sure if this is the one. You're excited, but you just have this uncertainty about the future. There's a little bit of fear there, but there's actually that, that positive energy channeled into that experience, so you, you don't get some of the, the negative feeling. You get, you get the positive feelings, right? Um, but still, there's that whole what if, what if, what if that can, can sneak into people's mind. But if you're able to continue and move through that fear and uh, you know, forge ahead because an experience is waiting for you, and nine times out of 10, that experience is going to be positive. That outcome is going to be positive, especially if your outlook is positive. The two really do go hand in hand. And so I thought it would be useful for me to shed light. On the topic of fear and how it can paralyze because so many of us can get up out of that mental wheelchair and break those chains and shackles of paralysis that come from fear in all of the different areas of our life, health, wealth, relationships, business, spirituality, you name it we can overcome these things and put ourselves in position to live our best lives ever. Because once you're able to see better, and awareness is the first step towards change. So once you can start to to see things in a way that start to highlight what the actual fear is, you then become empowered and you start to ask yourselves, how can I? How can I get past this? Uh, temporary challenge I'm facing. And those are questions that turn the brain on and get you into problem-solving mode, that gets you into a a solution-oriented frame of mind. And that's what helps you to break down these barriers and position yourself to continue to move forward and have uh, the optimal experience that we're all looking forward to. So with that, I thought it would be good to uh, let that marinate on your mind a little bit, um, see how you can become a more uh, strong brave, courageous individual, fight your fears, conquer your fears, and move forward. Because guess what? You are also fighting fear for freedom. And we all deserve to live a life that's very free and live it of our dreams. So with that, tune in next time and we'll have some more exciting information to share. Thanks.